You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. From 1st April, new investments in debt funds no longer enjoy indexation benefit or long-term capital gains tax rate of 20%. But if you keep your older investments made up until 31st March intact, you can still get these benefits. However, that's the tricky part. Well, as per the first in first out rule, you would always be forced to withdraw your older units first. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, we chat with Sumit Tuseja, who's the co-founder and chief executive officer of TrueMind Capital on how investors can avoid this first in first out rule and still stay tax efficient. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Sumit, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. It's really great to have you here. So Sumit, before we get into the main segment of the episode, I would like to ask you if you are doing anything interesting on the side. besides managing finances of investors hi yash uh, thanks for having me here uh, nowadays i've been training myself uh, in table tennis almost about an hour daily to prepare myself for eliminate sports event that is going to happen in in the end of november yeah so eliminate seniors juniors all are going to come who are sports enthusiasts and I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be an wow. awesome. Oh, no, no, that's going that's back quite to the interesting. College, have that memories, yeah. refreshed, having those mosas and going to ghats and uh, trying right. hanging right. out with friends and yeah, something yeah, yeah. which I'm really looking forward to. That is more. But yes, I if I could win some more games in table tennis, that would be cherry on the top. Oh, well, that's a great picture to start with. I'm sure a lot of lot of our listeners would also be suddenly transposed to their own college days. Uh, so now. getting back to the main topic that is debt funds so before we were discussing the other day how debt funds have become less tax efficient now and you guys have come up with an interesting strategy that can help investors to still get the same tax efficiency but for the benefit of our listeners can you tell us what has changed in terms of taxation for debt funds so in the last budget when it was passed in the parliament the government introduced one item which meant that any capital gain on the debt investment debt mutual funds or international funds or gold funds so basically non equity funds or any fund having exposure in equity less than 35% would attract taxation as per the tax slab which yep. was not the case earlier earlier any capital gain on these kind of funds would get advantage of indexation benefit yep. if you hold these funds for more than 3 years right. with indexation benefit what happened your initial cost of investment gets inflated right. as per the cost inflation index and the remaining gain would be taxed at 20% so okay. the effective taxation would come out to be at around 8 to 10% okay with this change irrespective of the holding period you are taxed as per the tax slab so someone okay. with a higher tax bracket of say 30% plus Right. would have a major impact on overall post tax returns right right so simply put his gains gains of the person who is at the highest tax bracket will be taxed at 30% on their capital gains whether it's long term short term that doesn't matter matter anymore right exactly 
right so so sumit at true mind capital how you guys are dealing with this how you guys are helping investors to stay still tax efficient despite this rule change so what we thought jersh is that there are various reasons when people take out money from debt funds we at true mind capital also have a strategy of dynamic asset allocation where we will increase our equity allocation in the portfolio when the markets are available that markets are trading at a cheaper price compared to their long term averages the cheaper the markets compared to the long term averages higher is the equity allocation and that move towards equity allocation happens by moving money away from debt side on the contrary when the markets are getting expensive the more the markets are getting expensive we shift money away from equity to debt so that's how when we onboard any client depending upon their risk profile conservative moderate aggressive or very aggressive we decide at the current market levels for example for an aggressive risk profile we are allocating say 40 to 45% in equity remaining goes into debt some portion of 15% and 15% also goes to gold fund so there would be a time when the equity markets would be cheaper compared to the historical averages and we would want to shift money from debt to equity or from gold to equity at that point in time whatever capital gain that would be accrued would be taxed right oh any investment which has been done in the last financial year in these debt and gold funds will continue to enjoy indexation benefit if we continue to hold them for as long as possible so what we thought if we are shifting money from debt and gold to equity at some point in time we would not want to disturb the investments which were done in last financial year okay we would rather prefer that the new investment which clients usually would want to invest additional amount on an ongoing basis we suggested them to have either a new folio or a different debt scheme within a same folio for their new investment now how does it help so whenever the markets will correct or equity prices will be cheaper we would shift money from the new investment which is in either a different folio or in a different debt scheme within the same folio in this way the old debt investment would not be disturbed okay only the new investment in debt or gold will be shifted to equity which will anyway have taxation as per the tax lab irrespective of the holding period yeah so i'm trying to so we are trying to protect the old investment in debt and gold as long as we can and let it qualify for indexation benefit for long term ben- long term benefit after 3 yeah. years okay and till the time we believe that equity markets are offering tremendous opportunity to invest we yeah. would not shift money away from debt and gold towards equity got it yeah i mean i get it it's a bit complex but yeah this is a smart way of how investors can continue to enjoy the same tax efficiency especially on their older unit because i think here and we should also explain what is first in first out and why mr mm-hmm. should know about that if you can talk about that certainly that's a very important point so what happens whenever you invest in any mutual fund you get you get allocated some units when you invest again you are allocated again some units so whenever you want to now sell those units or want to switch from those units to another scheme the units which will be redeemed would be the would be on the basis of fifo that is first in first out so any investment which is done earlier would be redeemed first okay 
So that's where this becomes very important uh, to understand that whenever you're shifting, switching money from say debt or gold or international fund to some other fund or redeeming it, your investment which are done prior to FY23 or till FY23 would be redeemed first and not the new investment which you have done in FY24. After FY23, in FY23. Basically from April 1, If you invest in the same scheme, yeah, if you invest, continue to invest in the same scheme. So the units keep on getting added on it and your first investment will be redeemed first. So to avoid redeeming the first investment or your initial units, you can smartly invest in a new folio. So when you redeem from the new folio, the old units will not be disturbed. Or you invest in a new scheme within the same folio. Maybe instead of ultra short term debt fund, you go in the arbitrage fund or you go in a, a low duration fund or you go in a money market fund. That way you have invested in a new scheme. And when you switch from the new scheme yeah. or redeem from the new scheme, your old scheme investment will not be disturbed. Right. No, I think that's that's an interesting point, valid point. But also, I think in this, we need to also, I think, highlight, I mean, just maybe make a bullet point there that all the investments made up till 31st March 2023 are grandfathered or in other words, will still have the same tax efficiency of indexation mm-hmm. benefit and LTCG tax rate of 20% that Sumit rightly pointed out at the beginning. And investments made from April 1st, new investments rather, made from April 1st, 2023, mm-hmm. will be now taxed at the marginal tax rate or income slab rate as it is known of the investor. So gains after April 1st, 2023 will be taxed like that. So just wanted to make a bullet point there so that investors are with us during the conversation. So the effective taxation uh, from the indexation benefit one gets is roughly 8 to 10% uh, on capital gains. Right, right. And that is why it is worth, that is why it is worth doing all this. It's a bit complex, but uh, because you can save so much tax by mm-hmm. creating a new fund and keeping your old fund separate and mm-hmm. and also if you can talk about how indexation works and the more the years the more benefit of the indexation it's not anymore just about keeping your fund up keeping your investments till three years if you go even beyond that you get mm-hmm. a more tax efficient investment isn't it Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me explain it in a very simple way with very simple calculation. So if yeah. you, for example, you have invested say 100 rupees and uh, for simplicity's sake, let's say your returns on debt is say 10%. So after a year, your overall investment value would be 110. Now you add another year, you got get 10%. Your uh, overall value should be 121. But for the simplicity's sake, let's keep it at 120. And another 10 gain in third year, you get 130. So original investment of 100 becomes 130. During that period, the cost inflation index, let's assume it's it has grown by 6%. So your initial investment will be inflated by 6% every year. That means first year it will be 106, second year it would be 112, third year it would be 118. Now the difference between your original, your overall gains in the portfolio overall value that is 130 and your inflated value of original investment is 118 the difference is 12 so your taxation would be applicable on this 12 of 20 percent flat so 20 percent of 12 is roughly 2.4 but we are talking about three year period so 2.4 divided by three year that is 0.8 so when you got 10 percent return minus 0.8 percent per annum that means your effective post-tax returns are 9.2%. So that's why you have significantly saved 
a lot of tax your post tax returns are higher similarly if you continue to keep for say another fourth year or fifth year your gains your overall portfolio value will keep on increasing but your initial cost will also keep on getting inflated for right. tax calculation sure yeah i mean thanks for you know putting that in simple terms although i know we are dealing with slightly complex subject today but you're helping us sort of break it down for our listeners uh also sumit i think it's not just about the long term capital gains tax benefit and indexation benefit there are also a lot of uh for example there is also section 54f that mm-hmm. will be open if investors kind of keep their old units with them and it will help them access that more easily if you can talk about this provision in it act as well how this is applicable for long term assets and it makes it all the more worth to keep your uh long term older units separate and in a separate fund if you can elaborate on this please so one can basically save tax further on their long term capital gain by investing in a property after selling the units that comes under section 54 ec and that's where i think it becomes an important case to continue to have your advantage on previous units that advantage of long term capital gain should continue to accrue so there could be a possibility at some point in time you would want to buy a house or you want to buy some residential plot that where your long term capital gain can be used so that way you will save more tax uh, right. on your investments uh, yeah i believe the gains from such investments if i mean the long term investments if reinvested in a residential house property have you get full mm-hmm. exemption right if i'm correct yes right exactly okay great sumit thanks a lot for joining us today this was quite informative even though we were dealing with a slightly complex subject you really helped to simplify it for our listeners and i'm i'm sure that this will help our listeners to also improve their own tax efficiency in their own investments thanks a lot thank you listeners for joining us today if you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations Do log into our channel Why Not Mint Money on Spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent. Also, if you have any new ideas or suggestions, you can DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at the rate Josh Kriplani that is J A S H K R I P L A N I. You can always reach out to us over the email. Our email ID is mintmoney@theratelymint.com. Stay updated on this podcast. Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 